Section 55 of the History of Prostitution. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mina Anderson. The History of Prostitution by William Sanger. Section 55, Chapter 36. New York. Extent, Effects, and Cost of Prostitution. Part 1 number of public prostitutes opinion of chief of police in eighteen fifty six effects on prostitution of commercial panic of eighteen fifty seven extravagant surmises police investigation of may eighteen fifty eight private prostitutes aggregate prostitution visitors from the suburbs of new york strangers proportion of prostitutes to population syphilis danger of infection increase of venereal disease statistics of cases treated in island hospital blackwell's island primary syphilis and its indications cases of venereal disease in public institutions almshouse workhouse penitentiary bellevue hospital nursery hospital randall's island emigrants hospital ward's island new york city hospital dispensaries medical colleges king's county hospital brooklyn city hospital seamen's retreat staten island Summary of cases treated in public institutions. Private treatment. Advertisers. Patent medicines. Drug stores. Aggregate of venereal disease. Probabilities of infection. Cost of prostitution. Capital invested in houses of prostitution and assignation, dancing saloons, etc income of prostitutes individual expenses of visitors medical expenses vagrancy and pauper expenses police and judiciary expenses correspondence with leading cities of the united states estimated prostitution throughout the union remarks on tate's prostitution in edinburgh unfounded estimates national statistics of population births education occupation wages pauperism crime breweries and distilleries and nativities the preceding chapters have given a statistical and descriptive account of prostitution in new york before considering what measures can be best applied for the amelioration of its accompanying evils it will be necessary to ascertain the extent of the system, and this inquiry must include the number of abandoned women in the city and the amount of venereal infection propagated through their agency. It has been assumed in these pages that the 2,000 women whose replies form the basis of the statistical tables represent about one-third of the aggregate prostitution of New York. 
This is allowing an increase of 20% during the winter of 1857 to 1858. In consequence of the commercial panic of last autumn and the resulting paralysis of trade and suffering of the laboring community, in the progress of this investigation, it was deemed advisable to consult those whose acquaintance with the details of city life would entitle their opinions to confidence as to the actual number of prostitutes within our limits, and in addition to much information obtained privately, the following correspondence took place with the then Chief of Police. Resident Physician's Office, Blackwell's Island, New York, September 1, 1856. George W. Matzel, Esquire, Chief of Police. Dear Sir, During the last twenty years, various estimates have been made by different persons, foreigners and natives, interested and not interested, as to the number of prostitutes in the city of New York. It is generally supposed that they reach the large number of twenty-five or thirty thousand. You, sir, have been at the head of the police department of the city for the past fifteen years, while previous to that time you acted, if I mistake not, as one of the police justices of the city. I presume, therefore, that you have a considerable knowledge of prostitution as it exists here, and consequently can give a very correct opinion as to the number of prostitutes in New York City. You will greatly oblige me if, at your earliest leisure, and in any form most convenient to yourself, you will state what you believe to be the total number of prostitutes now in the city. It is proper to add that, with your permission, I intend to publish this letter, with your answer in the report on prostitution which I am preparing, and shall soon have the honor to lay before the public. Yours respectfully, William W. Sanger, Resident Physician, Blackwell's Island. Reply Office of the Chief's Police, New York, December 12, 1856. Dr. William W. Sanger. Dear Sir, I received your letter asking me to express in writing my estimate of the whole number of known public prostitutes in the city of New York. In the absence of any law compelling the registering of public prostitutes, it would be very difficult to testify with accuracy to the exact number of such persons in the city. I have no hesitancy in stating that, in my opinion, they do not number over 5,000 persons, if indeed they reach so high a figure. Having been engaged in public life for many years, my opinion is based on the observations made by me from time to time and from various official reports made to me. You are at liberty to make such use of this answer to your interrogatory as you may deem proper. Very respectfully yours, G.O.W. Mitzel chief of police this communication in addition to the facts gleaned from other sources was amply sufficient to warrant the conclusion that the known public prostitutes in new york did not exceed five thousand in number at the close of the year eighteen fifty six then ensued the summer with its artificial inflation that false prosperity which excites unbounded hopes and stimulates to measureless extravagance followed by the revulsion and panic of the fall and winter. Trade was literally dead. Operatives, never too well paid, were threatened with starvation. Females, particularly, felt the rigid pressures of the times. In many families, the embarrassments of the fathers compelled a reduction of the servants employed, and a large number of domestics were added to the aggregate, 
of that class already out of situations. The occupations of the army of seamstresses, dressmakers, milliners, and tailoresses were suspended, and their struggles for bread were merged in the general cry for labor. It was, in short, a trying time alike for the sufferers and the observers. But one resort seemed available. The poor workless, houseless, foodless woman must have recourse to prostitution as a means of preserving life. As usual in any time of great excitement, surmise ran actually wild as to the extent of the consequences, and extravagant theories abounded, one gentleman actually stating in a public meeting that a thousand virtuous girls were becoming prostitutes every week through sheer starvation. An assertion so appalling as this is its own refutation. It assumes that one woman in every hundred of the female population of New York City, between the ages of fifteen and thirty years, became a prostitute every week, and therefore, during the six months of fall and winter, twenty-six thousand women, one-fourth of the inhabitants of the ages named, one in every four of all the women under middle age, would have been forced into vice. The practice of jumping at conclusions upon serious matters like this is much to be reprehended. An exaggerated statement made in the fervor of enthusiasm while advocating a benevolent object must always recoil to the injury of the cause it is intended to promote. It will be necessary only to consider for a moment the financial condition of New York to be convinced that such an increase of prostitution was impossible. It cannot be denied that the number of abandoned women is regulated by the demand, or that the only inducement which could lead virtuous girls to the course alleged must have been the necessity to earn money for subsistence. But this necessity to earn money was felt as strongly by men as by women. The revulsion for a time left a large portion of the community without resources. Merchants, manufacturers, and storekeepers found their receipts inadequate to meet their expenditures. Commercial employees, bookkeepers, clerks, salesmen, and agents were discharged. Mechanics in every branch were without work, and consequently without wages. Merchants from other parts of the country had no money to meet their liabilities or make fresh purchases, and therefore did not visit the city as usual. These causes combined to reduce the business of houses of prostitution, and instead of large accessions to the ranks of courtesans, many of this very class were forced to seek a refuge in the public charitable institutions. Hence arose the increase in the denizens of Blackwell's Island, where hospital, almshouse, workhouse, and penitentiary were alike overcrowded. Some of the places vacated by these recipients of elemosionary aid were doubtless filled by new recruits but the supposition that a thousand were added every week would imply a change in the whole corps every six weeks or a change nearly five times completed during the fall and winter that female virtue was yielded in many instances cannot unfortunately be doubted but the sufferers did not become public prostitutes poor creatures they surrendered themselves unwillingly to some temporary acquaintance, probably in gratitude for assistance already rendered or anticipating aid to be afforded. There is something truly melancholy 
in the consideration that bread had to be purchased at such a price that the only alternative lay between voluntary dishonor and killing indigence it is but charity to conclude that the woman who thus acted if her subsequent course was not a continuous life of abandonment was impelled by the stern necessity of the times rather than induced by a laxity of moral feeling unchaste as she must be admitted she can scarcely be deemed a prostitute in the ordinary acceptation of the word the population of new york is now some thirty or forty thousand more than at that time and female degradation has extended as a natural consequence relying upon the estimate of five thousand as correct at the time made the subsequent augmentation of inhabitants would suppose an addition of about three hundred prostitutes but to take the wildest scope and assume that the debasement required by hunger degenerated into a habit of confirmed vice it may be admitted that the number of abandoned women in new york has increased from five thousand in eighteen fifty six to six thousand in eighteen fifty eight this is a very liberal estimate and the total assigned is certainly not too small how much it may be in excess cannot be said with precision but in an argument of this nature it is safer to err in the direction of overstating an evil than to be lulled into false security by too flattering a representation the known public prostitutes of new york are thus presumed to amount to six thousand at the present day but to this number exceptions might be taken to secure farther accuracy additional evidence was sought in the month of may eighteen fifty eight the assistance of the board of metropolitan police commissioners was requested and under the direction of its president general james w nye to whom our acknowledgments are respectfully tendered for his courtesy and aid a list of queries was submitted to the inspector of each police precinct below is a copy of the circular with a synopsis of the replies copy office of the metropolitan police commissioners new york may first eighteen fifty eight inspector blank 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 police precinct sir you will please report to this office as early as possible on the questions given below let your answers be full and explicit to the best of your knowledge and belief space is left below each query for the insertion of your replies and you will therefore write them on this sheet and return it without delay one how many houses of prostitution from the most public to the most private are there in your police district two how many houses of assignation are there in your district three how many dancing saloons liquor and large beer stores are there in your district where prostitutes are in the habit of assembling in addition to the known houses of prostitution four how many prostitutes do you suppose reside in your district synopsis of replies precincts reported by houses of prostitution houses of assignation dancing saloons liquor or lager beer stores where prostitutes assemble estimated number of prostitutes precinct one reported by inspector james sylvie houses of prostitution twenty two houses of assignation blank dancing saloons liquor or lager beer stores three estimated number of prostitutes 
76. Precinct 2, reported by Inspector Hart B. Weed. Houses of Prostitution, 1. Houses of Assignation, blank. Dancing saloons, liquor, or lager beer stores, 1. Estimated number of prostitutes, 2. Precinct 3, reported by Inspector J. A. P. Hopkins. Houses of Prostitution, 9. Houses of Assignation, blank. Dancing saloons, liquor or lager beer stores, blank. Estimated number of prostitutes, 26. Precinct 4, reported by Inspector Morris DeCamp. Houses of Prostitution, 35. Houses of Assignation, 13. Dancing saloons, liquor or lager beer stores, 8. Estimated number of prostitutes, 750. Precinct 5, Inspector Henry Hutchings. Houses of Prostitution, 63. Of Assignation, 7. Dancing saloons, liquor or lager beer stores, 46. Estimated number of prostitutes, 420. Precinct 6, Acting Inspector Lush. Houses of Prostitution, 52. Of Assignation, 6. Dancing saloons, liquor or lager beer stores, 12. Estimated number of prostitutes, 228. Precinct 7, Inspector John Cameron. Houses of Prostitution, 6. Houses of Assignation, blank. Dancing saloons, liquor, or lager beer stores, 4. Estimated number of prostitutes, 100. Precinct 8, Inspector C.S. Turnbull. Houses of Prostitution, 43. Of Assignation, 15. Dancing saloons, liquor, or lager beer stores, blank. Estimated number of prostitutes, 300. Precinct 9, Inspector Jacob L. Sebring. Houses of Prostitution, blank. Of Assignation, blank. Dancing saloons, liquor or lager beer stores, blank. Estimated number of prostitutes, 50. Precinct 10, Inspector T. C. Davis. Houses of Prostitution, 26. Of Assignation, 1. Dancing saloons, liquors or lager beer stores, 4. Estimated number of prostitutes, 100. Precinct 11, Inspector Peter Squires, Houses of Prostitution, blank. Of Assignation, blank. Dancing saloons, liquor, or lager beer stores, 12. Estimated number of prostitutes, 50. Precinct 12, Inspector Gallen P. Porter, Houses of Prostitution, blank of assignation, blank, dancing saloons, liquor or lager beer stores, blank, estimated number of prostitutes, blank, precinct 13, inspector Thomas Steers, houses of prostitution, 15, of assignation, 4, dancing saloons, liquor or lager beer stores, 8, estimated number of prostitutes, 150, precinct 14, Inspector J. J. Williamson, Houses of Prostitution, 39, of Assignation, 5, 
dancing saloons, liquor or lager beer stores. Blank. Estimated number of prostitutes, 125. Precinct 15. Inspector G. W. Dilkis. Houses of prostitution, 5. Of assignation, 19. Dancing saloons, liquor or lager beer stores. 7. Estimated number of prostitutes, 175. Precinct 16. Inspector Samuel Carpenter. Houses of prostitution, 6. Of assignation, 4. Dancing saloons, liquor, etc. 10. Estimated number of prostitutes, 500. Precinct 17. Inspector J. W. Hart. Houses of prostitution, 20. Of assignation, 3. Dancing saloons, liquor or lager beer stores. 6. Estimated number of prostitutes, 150. Precinct 18. Inspector Theron R. Bennett. Houses of prostitution, 1. Of assignation, blank. Dancing saloons, liquor or lager beer stores, 3. Estimated number of prostitutes, 250. Precinct 19. Inspector James Bryan. Houses of prostitution, 5. Of assignation, 1. Dancing saloons, liquor or lager beer stores, 2. Estimated number of prostitutes, 30. Precinct 20. Inspector F. M. Curry. Houses of prostitution, 15. Of assignation, 1. Dancing saloons, liquor or lager beer stores, 5. Estimated number of prostitutes, 250. Precinct 21. Inspector Francis Spite. Houses of prostitution, 15. Of assignation, 10. Dancing saloons, liquor or lager beer stores, 6. Estimated number of prostitutes, 75. Precinct 22. Inspector James E. Colter. Houses of prostitution, blank of assignation, blank, dancing saloons, liquor or lager beer stores, 14, estimated number of prostitutes, 50, totals, houses of prostitution, 378, houses of assignation, 89, dancing saloons, liquor or lager beer stores or prostitutes assemble, 151, estimated number of prostitutes, 3,857. Upon some of the reports are notes which may be extracted. Inspector Sylvie, 1st District, says in answer to question 4, there are, to my knowledge, 76 common prostitutes living in this precinct. Inspector de Camp, 4th District, says in answer to question 4, 350 who reside in houses of prostitution, 150 kept mistresses, 150 who reside in the ward and prostitute themselves in this and other wards and probably 100 occasional prostitutes inspector hutchings fifth district in answer to question three clarifies the resorts as dancing rooms two saloons and cigar stores 31 lager beer stores 13 total 46 and in answer to question four subdivides the prostitutes into whites 360 blacks 60 
420. Acting Inspector Lush, 6th District, says in answer to question 4, 178 known prostitutes whose names we have, supposed to be at least 50 more residing in the district. Inspector Cameron, 7th District, in answer to question 3, classifies the resorts into lager beer stores, 3, cigar store, 1, 4. And in answer to question 4 says, can give no reliable information, probably 100. Inspector Sebring, 9th District, says in answer to question 1, this precinct does not contain any houses of prostitution that I am aware of, and in reply to question 4, scattered through the precinct, there are probably 50. Inspector Squires, 11th District, says in answer to question 1, none, properly speaking, there are many low-drinking places where dissipated persons of both sexes often meet, and where, no doubt, prostitution is sometimes practiced, but no regular houses of that character. To question three, there are about a dozen lager-beer saloons where Dutch girls of loose character assemble and dance at night. They do not remain long in the same place, but when driven from one place, they locate in another. To question four, I presume there are about fifty young women and married women, some of whom pass for respectable persons who are in the habit of going across to the eighth, fifteenth, and other disreputable wards for purposes of prostitution, and some of the lowest of these are even said to visit the fifth ward, but I have never been able to ascertain this fact positively. Inspector Porter, 12th District, says, This precinct, comprising all that portion of the island north of 86th Street, is not infested with any of the evils enumerated in the within questions. Inspector Williamson, 14th District, says, in answer to question 4, I should suppose about 125. Inspector Carpenter, 16th District, says, in answer to question 4, it is generally conceded by those of us who presume to know that there are in this precinct at least 500 prostitutes of all ages, nations, grades, and colors. Inspector Hart, 17th District, says in answer to question 4, This being a hard question to answer, the answer must be taken as entirely guesswork, supposed to be about 150. Inspector Curry, 20th District, says in answer to question 4, Probably two or three hundred, but this is mere guesswork. We know there are a great many, some of them very young. Those reports from which no extracts have been made consist simply of figures without any remarks, and are given fully in the synopsis. It will be observed that all of the officers quoted give the number of prostitutes more as a conjecture than a certainty, and although their avocations would lead them to know most of the disreputable women in their several districts, none of them assume to be so thoroughly informed as to be enabled to answer positively to the numbers they give must be added the floating prostitute population of station houses city and district prisons hospitals workhouse almshouse and penitentiary which varies from one thousand to two thousand and may be taken at an average of one thousand five hundred 
This, with those known to the police, makes a total of 5,357, and the balance of 643, required to raise the number to 6,000, is but a moderate allowance for those who have escaped the eyes of the officers when taking the census. As before remarked, it is better to overestimate than underestimate the abandoned women of the city. But to this number are to be added those whose calling is so effectually disguised as to prevent its being known, those who practice prostitution in addition to some legitimate occupation, and those who resort to illicit pleasures for the indulgence of their passions. To obtain information on these points, some supplementary questions were addressed to the captains of the police at the commencement of this investigation in 1856, and their replies are now submitted. The first inquiry was, how many houses of assignation are there in your district? It was known when this interrogatory was propounded that the secrecy maintained in these places would in some instances baffle the keenness, not often at fault, of our shrewdest police officers, and no surprise was felt when the replies indicated that only 74 of these houses were known to them. Reliable information from other sources led to the conviction that this was understated. The investigation of May 1858 fixes the number at 89, which is also too low, and we shall be perfectly justified in estimating the number of houses of assignation in New York at 100. The next question was, what to the best of your belief are the average number of visitors to such houses every 24 hours? The replies gave an average of six couples to each house every day to an aggregate of 600 women every 24 hours. This was followed by the query, are all the females who visit these houses of assignation known public prostitutes? If not, of what class do you suppose or know them to be? From the replies, it was found that about two-fifths were known as prostitutes, the remainder being sewing or shop girls, kept mistresses, widows, and some married women. Again, state your opinion as to how many kept mistresses there are in your district. In the 22 districts, 268 were ascertained, and the presumption was that there were more. The number may be safely taken at 400. The next question was, how many women to the best of your belief, and that you have not previously examined, are there in your district that obtain a livelihood in whole or in part by prostitution? To this the number are stated, upon belief, for the nature of the question precludes any positive information, as about 400. Can you form an opinion as to how many women in your district, who are not impelled by necessity, prostitute themselves to gratify their passions? No definite answers were obtained to this, the general suppositions ranging from one-third to one-fourth of those who were not recognized as public prostitutes. To what extent, in your opinion, is prostitution carried on in the tenant houses in your district? It is generally admitted that there is some, but no calculation can be made with any accuracy. Many of what may be called private prostitutes live in this class of houses, but their visitors would be taken to houses of assignation, where the numbers are included in the estimate given. It is believed that there are many women who follow prostitution living in nearly all the respectable portions of the city. They, singly or in couples, hire a suite of rooms, and under the garb of honest labor, sewing, etc., passes respectable among those living near them. It is also known that such as these 
are the great frequenters of houses of assignation. How many such women, to the best of your belief, are there in your district? The officer's reply was that they have ascertained that there are about two hundred, but they believe there are many more. Thus much for the information we have been enabled to collect. There are six hundred women who visit these houses of assignation every day, of whom two-fifths are known as public prostitutes, and the remainder are of other classes. It may be assumed that the known prostitutes visit such houses at least once every twenty-four hours, which leaves over three hundred visits daily for the others, kept mistresses or married women who resort there for the gratification of their passions probably amount to one hundred per day. It can scarcely be supposed that such visit houses of assignation more than once a week as a general rule, while the others, sewing or shop girls, etc., who resort there to augment their income, would probably take this step two or three times per week, which would bring their number to about four hundred. It thus appears that a very fair estimate of the total number of frail women who are now in New York may be stated as follows. Known public prostitutes, 6,000. Women who visit houses of assignation for sexual gratification, 1,260. Women who visit houses of assignation to augment their income, 400. One half the number of kept mistresses, assuming the other half to be included in those who visit houses of assignation, 200. Total, 7,860. It will be seen that, to arrive at this conclusion, all are included who are suspected to be lost to virtue, although of the number who visit houses of assignation for sexual gratification, many are guiltless of promiscuous intercourse. This total number falls very far short of the estimates made at different times by various persons that there are from twenty to thirty thousand prostitutes in New York City. Such rash conclusions hastily formed in the excitement of the moment, sometimes influenced by the fact that the wish is father to the thought, must give place to the result of a careful and searching investigation made for this special purpose. The modus operandi of examination in the city rendered it incumbent on those having it in charge to approximate to the facts, and is itself a sufficient guarantee of correctness. If it were possible to parade the 6,000 known public prostitutes in one procession, they would make a much larger demonstration than the mere printed words 6,000 suggest to the reader. It requires a man who is in the habit of seeing large congregations of persons to comprehend at a glance the aggregate implied in this statement. Place this number of women in line, side by side, and if each was allowed only 24 inches of room, they would extend two miles and 480 yards. Let them march up Broadway in single file and allow each woman 36 inches, and that is as little room as possible considering the required space for locomotion, and they would reach from the City Hall to 40th Street. Or let them all ride in the ordinary city stages, which carry 12 passengers each, and it would be necessary to charter 500 omnibuses for their conveyance. These simple illustrations will make the extent of the vice plain to many who could form but an adequate idea from the mere figures. Yet the estimate will probably appear low to those residents of the city who have been accustomed to believe New York reeking with prostitution in every hole and corner, while it would seem excessively large to readers residing in the country. 
For the information of the latter, it may be remarked that vicious as Manhattan Island unquestionably is, much as there may be in it to need reform, in this manner of prostitution it must not bear all the blame for these six thousand women, for although they certainly reside in it, a very large number of their visitors do not dwell there. Brooklyn, the village on Long Island, Fort Hamilton, New Utrecht, Flushing, and others, Jersey City, Hoboken, Hudson, Staten Island, Morrisania, Fordham, etc., contain numbers of people who transact their daily business in New York, but reside in those places. In very few of these localities are any prostitutes to be found, nor would they be encouraged therein while New York is so close at hand and so easy of access. Again, the strangers flocking into the city from all parts of the world average from five to twenty thousand and upward every day, and they must relieve it of some part of this oblique. The population of New York at the last census, 1855, was officially stated to be, in round numbers, 630,000, and the proportionate increase for three years to the extent time will bring it very near 700,000. If illicit intercourse here were carried on only by permanent residents, its proportion of public prostitutes would be one to every 117 of the inhabitants, but the calculation must include the denizens of the places already enumerated, and, adding 500,000 for them and the number of strangers constantly visiting the city, we have a total of 1,200,000 persons, making the proportion of prostitutes only one in every 200, including men, women, and children. It is desirable, however, to ascertain what proportion courtesans bear to the classes who patronize them. And the census shows that males above the age of 15 form about 32% of the population. A wider range might have been taken, as it is notorious that many boys under 15 years old, especially among the lower classes, practice the vice. But assuming that to be the standard, there is one prostitute to every 64 adult males, certainly not a large proportion in a commercial and maritime city. It is impossible to form any idea of the proportion of male inhabitants and visitors who encourage houses of prostitution. Marriage is not always a check to indiscriminate intercourse, and professions of religion are often violated for illicit gratification. Still, there are a vast number whom these obligations bind, and if they could be exactly ascertained, this would make a corresponding difference in the proportions. As the case now is, New York City stands somewhat in the position of a seduced woman and has to endure all the odium attached to the number of prostitutes residing within her limits. While her neighbors and strangers, who largely participate in the offense, are like seducers and escape all censure, self-righteously saying, how virtuous is our own town or village, compared with that sink of iniquity, New York. It has been already stated that the effect would be if all visitors of New York were moral men, and although the remark need not be repeated, its appositeness is apparent. From the prostitutes within our borders emanates the plague of syphilis, and when the number of abandoned women is considered in conjunction with the certainty that each of them is liable at any moment to contract and extend the malady, when the probabilities of such extension are viewed in connection with the acknowledged fact that each prostitute in New York 
receives from 1 to 10 visitors every day. Instances are known where the maximum exceeds and sometimes doubles the highest number here given. There can be no reasonable doubt of the danger of infection, nor any surprise that the average life of prostitutes is only four years. The actual extent of venereal disease must be the first point of inquiry, and here the records of public institutions are of great service. The hospitals on Blackwell's Island, under the charge of the governors of the almshouse, present the largest array of cases, the principal part of which were treated in the penitentiary, now island hospital the number of these cases was in eighteen fifty four one thousand five hundred and forty one eighteen fifty five one thousand five hundred seventy nine eighteen fifty six one thousand six hundred and thirty nine eighteen fifty seven two thousand and ninety Upon these facts, the writer of these pages remarked in his annual report to the Board of Governors for 1856, The ratio of venereal disease on the gross number of patients treated in 1854 was 37 and 4 tenths of a percent. The ratio of the same disease in 1855 was 58 and 7 tenths of a percent, showing an increase in the year 1855 of 21 and 3 tenths percent. The ratio of venereal disease on the gross number of patients treated during 1856 was 73 one tenth percent, showing an increase in 1856 as compared with 1855 of 14 four tenths percent, or an increase as compared with 1854 of 35 seven tenths percent. This steady increase, 21 3 tenths percent in one year and 14 4 tenths percent in the next, or 35 7 tenths percent within two years, may be considered an incontrovertible proof of the progress of this malady in the city of New York. The fact that the people regard the penitentiary hospital as a derneur resort, an institution to which nothing but the direst necessity will compel them to apply, justifies the conclusion that the cases treated are but a fraction of the disease existing, and its increase here may be taken as a sure indication of a corresponding or larger increase among the general population. Again, on the same subject in 1857, in my last report I took the opportunity to submit to your honorable board facts proving the increase of venereal disease and I then gave the ratio of that malady on the gross number of patients treated as 73 one tenth percent. In the year 1857, the ratio was 65 two tenths percent, but this reduction of 7 nine tenths percent must be considered in connection with the fact that other diseases, much beyond the general average, have been treated in the last year, so that a larger number of venereal cases will yet show a smaller percentage. The cases of Fifthis pulmonalis consumption, which have advanced from 58 in 1856 to 159 in 1857, sufficiently explain that the decrease of venereal affections is apparent and not real. An investigation beyond the statistics upon which these remarks are based, and including the penitentiary hospital, almshouse, workhouse, and penitentiary, had shown that of the total number admitted, to these several institutions, 59.5% had suffered or were suffering from venereal disease 
at the time the inquiry was made. Of this proportion, 45% of the total were suffering directly at the time of investigation, and 19% were suffering indirectly, or, in non-professional language, were laboring under disease more or less consequent on the syphilitic taint. The following detailed statistics of venereal disease treated in the penitentiary hospital for four years ending December 31, 1857, will be found to embrace many subjects which have been alluded to in these pages. Total number of patients treated 1854, 4058, 1855, 2657, 1856, 2083. 1857, 3,158. Cases of primary syphilis. 1854, 606. 55, 660. 56, 650. 57, 882. Cases of secondary and other forms of syphilis. 1854, 935. 55, 919, 56, 989, 57, 1208. Total of syphilitic diseases, 1854, 1541, 55, 1579, 56, 1639, 57, 2090. Nativities, Natives of United States, 1854, 410, 55, 489, 56, 531, 57, 673. Foreigners, 1854, 1131, 55, 1090, 56, 1108, 57, 1,417. Total, 1854, 1,541. 55, 1,579. 56, 1,639. 57, 2,090. Ages, under 16 years. 1854, 65. 55, 72. 56, 77, 57, 68. From 16 years to 20 years. 1854, 481. 55, 457. 56, 472. 57, 593. From 21 years to 25 years. 1854, 490. 55, 481. 56, 494, 57, 631. From 26 years to 30 years, 1854, 314, 55, 304, 56, 311, 57, 423. From 31 years to 40 years, 1854, 128. 55, 151, 56, 165, 57, 190. From 41 years to 50 years, 
1854, 42, 55, 99, 56, 101, 57, 157. From 51 years and upward, 1854, 21, 55, 15, 56, 19, 57, 28. Total, 1854, 1,541, 55, 1,579, 56, 1,639, 57, 2,090. Education, good, 1854, 175, 55, 227, 56, 231, 57, 175. Imperfect, 1854, 787, 55, 794, 56, 830, 57, 1,161. Uneducated, 1854, 579, 55, 558, 56, 578, 57, 754. Total, 1854, 1,541, 55, 1,579, 56, 1,639, 57, 2,090. From the total number of venereal patients under treatment, 1854, 1,541, 1855, 1,579, 1856, 1,639, 1857, 2,090. Deduct those discharged each year. 1854, 1,253, 55, 1,316, 56, 1,389, 57, 1,710. Leaving to add to the next year's account, 1854, 288, 55, 263, 56, 250, 57, 380. Of the numbers discharged, the following is the result treatment. Cured, 1854, 874, 55, 1051, 56, 1201, 57, 1491. Relieved, 1854, 370, 55, 263, 56, 183, 57, 213. Not relieved, 1854, 7, 55, blank, 56, blank, 57, 1. Died, 1854, 2, 55, 2, 56, 5, 57, 5. Total, 1854, 1,253, 55, 1,316, 56, 1,389, 57, 1,710. Duration of treatment, 5 days and under, 1854, 13, 55, 16, 56, 17, 
1857-83, six days to ten days. 11 days to 20 days. 21 days to 30 days. 154, 55, 121, 56, 137, 57, 187, 1 month to 2 months, 1854, 293, 55, 333, 56, 453, 57, 528, 2 months to 3 months, 1854, 304, 55, 443, 56, 340, 57, 328, 3 months to 4 months, 1854, 220, 55, 245, 56, 207, 57, 260, 4 months and upward, 1854, 132, 55, 63, 56, 86, 57, 91. Total, 1854, 1253, 55, 1316, 56, 1389, 57, 1710. Some few remarks may be made on the subject of primary syphilis. The proportion of the cases of this malady to the gross number of patients treated was in 1854, 14 9 tenths percent, 1855, 25 2 tenths percent, 1856, 31 and 2 tenths of a percent, 1857, 27 and 9 tenths of a percent. By the term primary syphilis, non-professional readers will understand the commencement of the disease or symptoms which are the direct consequence of an impure connection in contradistinction to secondary syphilis, which is the comparatively remote result of infection, never appearing until after the primary symptoms are well developed and frequently not until all traces of them are removed. He will thus see that every case of primary syphilis is in itself a proof of recent intercourse with a diseased person. These cases, then, have increased from 15% in 1854 to 31 and one-fourth of a percent in 1856 and 28% in 1857. The remarks recently quoted explain how 882 cases in 1857 make a smaller percentage than 650 in 1856. The fact of this increase compels us to but one conclusion, and that is a very important and suggestive one, namely that commerce with prostitutes in 1857 was attended with nearly twice the risk of infection incurred in 1854, and, of course, the health of abandoned women has deteriorated in the same proportion. This is not said with any wish on the part of the writer to be considered an alarmist. The facts are those which have come under his personal observation. The inference 
is but a plain and natural deduction. End of section 55. Recording by Mina Anderson, Washington, D.C.